Hey everybody, Kip here, you're listening to Common Ride with me. This is a weekly podcast about tokusatsu split between two separate shows. One is the yearly podcast where we look at stuff as it airs or at a similar pace as it airs. And one is the book club where we look at things in a much more condensed chunk like a book club would. Today, we're starting a new series on our, our book club. For its 25th anniversary, we're looking at 2003's Common Rider Fies. And we're starting on 5-5, which is Fies Day. And also the day they announced a special 20th anniversary movie, which we are very excited for. Standing by. Hey, all you Greeks and freaks out there. You're listening to Common Ride with me. I'm your host, Kip, and with me is Dave. Hey, Dave, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. I realize I might have insulted any Greek listeners. I bet the Greek <laughs> alphabet shows up at this show. Does it? Oh, uh, yeah. Phi's is the Greek letter for F. Oh, okay. And the fifth Greek letter. Is that why he presses five? Yeah, and that's what his symbol is. Oh, is that what the thing? Okay, hang on. We'll, we'll get into that when we yeah. get there. <laughs> <laughs> I've Ash catch him because he catches him. Okay, yeah, okay. Mm. Gary Oak because he carries that oak. Yeah, I got you. But no, it's like Phi and it's like slightly whatever. But we are here, uh, minus Steph who had some some uh, real world stuff going on. So n- not here uh, till next time. But we're here to talk about our new show for the book club. Last time was a ten year anniversary of Shogaki. Where I got and wanted to honor it, and now it's the 20th anniversary of uh, Cover Runner Fives. You want to honor it, right, David? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More for Fies, less for Shogeki Kodaikan. Yeah, we're continuing our look at the work of Inoue uh, with here our uh, new series. And this first episode is the first five episodes, one through five, Cover Runner Fives. Nice and five, nice and easy. So. Can I get a, can I get a, a fact check on the timeline here? So yes, this is after Changeron before Shogeki Goraigon. Yeah, this is 2003. Changeron was 96. Goraigon was 2013. Okay, so it's Goraigon is basically 10 years exactly after Fies. Yes. Okay. Why were you wondering if it was like way later? If it was right after? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm putting these things in my head because now I have things to compare Fies to. So if I can be like, okay, I can see where in Shogeki Goraigan if something happened and then I realize it's in Fies, I'm like, okay, that's where it came from. Or something was in uh, Chingerion <laughs> and it comes up in Fies, I can be like, oh, okay, that's where that came from. Yeah, no, there's definitely. Also, I think Coverider in general, like, oh, that's where that came from with Fi sometimes. There's a lot of stuff that they try and redo a ton. Um, okay. But what, what else was airing around this time? Um, this was a Sentai airing. It's a Abba, Abba, Abba. It's uh, Abba Ninja. Yeah. They did dinosaurs again. Is this the one that's based on Dino Thunder? Yeah. That's where that's from. Um, and. That show's weird because it has an episode where they just use the Aberrager like footage, but just like 
it was for like a school project. So they're watching an episode and they're like, oh, man, I can't believe they made this show based off Power Rangers Japan. Isn't that plagiarism? Weird. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird crossover bit, I think. Um, I can't find an Ultraman that came out in 2003, so maybe there wasn't. Hmm. But yeah, a lot of indie or toku was coming out. Or not indie toku, but like not major major studio trying stuff out was coming around at this time. But also, yeah, this is before the morning. This was the start of the morning angst era. Ah, Tokusatsu. <laughs> maybe the series or two before it, but this is definitely where it was like, oh, this is like a thing going on. But yeah, okay. In a yeah, so um. This show is very popular. Um, it was a very big uh, point. Like a lot of times, like in like the um, 20 year of the Heisei, like come writer show, like he had forms for like Kuga, the show that started things off mm-hmm. decade, the show that was like the other anniversary show and for five kind of thing. It's like it's that kind of popular, like in like revise, they had a Fies form and they only had forms for like Deno Fies and like decade kind of thing, you know? Okay, so a popular show. Um, so not to beat around the bush, but um, before we talk about Fies, I do want to um mention that this show, as a reference, is kind of like my gateway into like being a Togu fan. This was the first like writer show I watched. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people, I like was a kid when Power Rangers was out, and I was like, oh, this is like a big culture moment. This is great. Um. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm like still like a fan of this now. And like I liked action movies instead or, or like horror movies instead. And that's where like I, like I got my like fill of like practical effects or action stuff, you know? Mm, yeah. And also anime uh, became huge. It was like, oh, if I want to have like an action show, I can watch Naruto. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. But then um, to make myself feel very old um youtube became a thing in like 2005 2006 and i think that's where a lot of modern tokusatsu like fandom comes from is like forums and like early file sharing and stuff yeah like in like the mid 2000s that's where like i feel like feel like the starts of like an online Tokyo community kind of happened yes i i think that's probably pretty accurate because i feel like at the time um even when I was watching Kamen Rider, which I didn't watch like a ton, but I watched enough. Uh, but that's when I also was like into getting into like J dramas and, and stuff like yeah. that. And it was, you would like, Oh, where's the episode for this? And you'd go get like a torrent file off of a BBS forum or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay. <laughs> or those weird, like streaming sites that like would try to give you viruses, Mm-hmm. And like it was like, oh, what's this cooking show where this cast is in it? Oh, this is fun. They're in a restaurant. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like a lot of people like went from their like just being online like that like pre Tumblr like zone kind of like oh what's on YouTube? What's on these like weird sites? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so f- for me, like I saw like a like clip of a like comrade show. And I was like, what's this? And like it's like oh, it's like this thing that. I like that I was younger, but people are saying it's doing something like mm-hmm. different. And I wouldn't watch Fives. I was like, oh, is this something that like could have a storyline where I'm like, okay, this is engaging me on two levels. Like 
I like to see the kind of action that like I grew up with, but also I like have a sense of character and story here that like might not be present in like a Power Rangers, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, not to like say anything bad to the like, Power Rangers fans, they definitely um, having watched some of the recent stuff, not much, but it does feel like it's like a much more watchable franchise. And also I'm not a teenager. So right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can not hate things, but yeah. So Fies was basically for the best part of the like 15 years that followed me watching that in like 2006, 2007, I've like watched at least some Toku, like two thirds of the like writers that have aired probably more, you know, I don't think I've watched that much, but I'm, I'm in a similar boat now, or at least like at least like I know enough to say that I I kind of understand this genre a little bit. I definitely watch more Toku doing this show than I would if I wasn't. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, same. Oh, hundred percent. So this is just kind of like uh, came to me in like a moment where like if you're like a millennial fan of like Tokusatsu, like from the West, you probably have like a very similar story. Uh, but yeah, I do want to talk about this show though. Cause it, um, <laughs> most of what we could talk about is just going to come up in the show itself and how it's filmed right. and how it like plots things out. But, um, let's get started. All right. Come to Fies, episode one, the beginning of the journey. We see a lab and they have toxins. They have these like belts in plaster and stone. And they're like, okay, like, let's make sure we're all safe. And we see, like, the outside this, like, major lab. And then they get attacked by this strange gray monster. And they all get killed and turned to dust. And I was like, oh, I forgot the show started this way, personally, but... <laughs> in, in a lab? Yeah. What did you see first impression here? <laughs> I was like... So, I was like, okay, they're going, like, some kind of, like, tech route with with this mm-hmm. one like it's more it's not um because i know like previous or like not previous uh common writers like after this like kiva uh is like they're not like tech based though i think mm-hmm. later on the the thing that i i immediately thought of because it's it's more of my reference points is is common writer kabuto which is yeah considerably later but it has a very similar vibe of like government experiment makes super weapon that is also common writer yeah with kabuto that's like a show that is like trying to like redo some of these like themes be like let's mm-hmm. like be like the next like science or like sci-fi like show and like a lot of the shows don't have much sci-fi like i don't know um in like come writer uh deno is just like oh here's this belt it's technology i guess but <laughs> Yeah, they they don't really explain that, right? Yeah, but yeah. I I think it was it was an awesome opening, right? Because it it immediately gets you, um, you know, into what's going on. Because they they immediately just supplant this this fucking mystery of like, okay, like what the fuck's going on? Like they're in a secret base, and there's like maybe an alien or a monster. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and like I think um how they go about this whole first episode is kind of like what do you think's going on and kind of like playing with that cuz like the first character that we see is Kiba who is at home with his girlfriend looking at some like childhood photos 
his mom walks in and like they're like oh it's been one year since we met and then he's like driving in the car with his family like oh we're going on a bicycle date for like our one year anniversary and also i don't look when i drive and i'm hit by this car and his whole family dies immediately (laughs) yep (laughs) just immediately worked i mean what a way to set up a character right just kill their family yeah and um i like kiba um a lot of his character uh like um that'll come up more like he's only like just started here but he um is just this show is definitely doing something differently even than like the past couple like seasons Mm -hmm. to start off but two years later or more confusingly actually because it we see the lab break in then it says two years ago and then it goes to modern day yeah so (laughs) yeah it's weird it it jumps around but in a way that is kind of confusing because mm-hmm. we only know we're back to modern day because they don't tell us we're in the past and also it's like oh it's been two years since it's been in this coma right yes 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 also super funny that his parents and him almost get fucking isekai'd by a goddamn truck yeah truck coon just out here murdering I wonder I wonder what, what planet his parents went to as they got hit by the fucking truck <laughs> Like that's that's when I was reincarnated as a chair. <laughs> dungeon. We're reincarnated as parents in another world. <laughs> yeah. Uh but there must be like a random like what you've been reincarnated like is a guy like, oh mm-hmm. you're like a blade in a dungeon. Oh the right. slime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's one that is I've been reincarnated as a slime. hundred percent. It's pretty popular actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's has to be like a the stupidest one recently is I've been reincarnated as a vending machine in in a fantasy world. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, I would be down for more is the kind of shows if they weren't about just like weird, horny edging. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. But uh, um, to go back to the show, though, uh, Kiba is being talked about and they're like, his parents are dead. His girlfriend stopped visiting. She used to visit every day. And then he just dies, which is a good moment to be like, what, what am I watching? I'm six. Right. Which, like, it's so weird that um, the space that Comrider is in is like this, like, DC, Marvel, Star Wars. Like, it's like a major franchise, like, for kids. But also it, like, it definitely doesn't try sometimes to be for kids. I'm just like, I it's it's so weird. It's so weird because, like. You see something because I know you're watching Geats. You see something like Geats, and I'm like, this just looks like a show that's gonna like try to sell toys. And then I watch something like Fies, and I'm like, that like that that element of it to me feels like it doesn't exist. So I definitely don't love Modern Car Rider as much as I do this like 2000s like more angsty like era mm-hmm, where it mm-hmm. was like a lot of drama and. It's gotten brighter. It's gotten more toyetic. But also, Geats just had an episode that was about how a character found out their parents never loved them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is a tough process for somebody who just wants to, like, go, like, zoom, like, I'm a fox, like, you know? Right, right, right. He just wants to kick but, things and shoot it with a gun. <laughs> a child could understand someone dying better than someone finding out their parents never loved them, I think. But yeah, uh, it's part of the reason I like the franchise because it's like, uh, I never know what 
It's going to happen sometimes with these shows. Mm-hmm. But uh, a nurse is uh, prepping Kiba to be autopsied. And then his hand falls from the bed. She's like, oh, I've never seen a horror movie. I'll put this back and gets grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put that back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote Mario is driving her motorcycle. That's not true. It's Mari. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mari. It, it's this is OK. I think we need to establish some of the character names. Okay. It's yes. Yes. Takumi is the main character that or who becomes Fies. Mari is the, we haven't met him yet. We haven't met him yet. Mari is the lady that is riding around on the other bike. Yuji or Kiba, depending on what name you want to use is the guy whose parents got murdered in the car crash. Yes. And then we've met Kiba so far. We're about to meet Mari. That's who we've met so far. So Takumi, Marty, Yuji. Yes. There are two more major character names that'll come up as they come up, I think. But mm. there's only like a couple like major ones here. But yeah. Um, so she's driving. She's in Kyushu and she's just like, ah, oh, like a be like a like normal person driving and like on like a road trip. And um yeah. Then we see this guy, um, Daisuke, who has a Gundam motorcycle because he's a protagonist, you see. Yes. <laughs> and she helps him and he wants to thank her, but he's just like, I'm bothered by this. Like, please go. And she's like, trying to eat lunch. And like, he comes in and then we see like, who we later find out is Takumi come in and be like, OK, um, I'm very shifty eyed. And um, so Daisuke Wants to show her a good time. And she's like, no, thanks. Eats her foods very fast. Everyone's like, whoa, you could do that. You're a lady that can eat. And you got feet. <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> what was your first impression of Mari here? Uh, she's OK. I don't know if this is because I feel like they came out around the same time. I think mm-hmm. I think they came out around the same time. What, what year was that? Okay, it's two years apart, but I feel like her and, oh, God, what was her name? Uh, What was her name? Her name is, why can't I think of her name? Kaoru. Kaoru from Gato. She feels very Kaoru from Gato. Uh, she's just kind of like that whiny, like, side character type character. She's okay. I don't mind her. I mean, obviously, it's episode one through five that we've watched. So, like, yeah, there's not much of a character arc there. She's much more assertive. Yes, that's true. Than Kaoru, though. She's much more able to, like, touch people. But, yeah. Um, she leaves and as Daisuke was after, Takumi sees her bag and is like, huh, that's my bag. But we don't have that yet. Eddie is stopped from following her. And then um, on the TV, we see like a Wayland Utani commercial for like the Resident Evil movie or something. It's like <laughs> something smart brain. It's so weird. It's so weird because like it's it's all in English, too. And it's like, don't you want a better life? Come find a new life. Like it's it's it. It's like reminiscent of like RoboCop. Like that's what I think of. Yeah. And also like um, in the like first era of the common rider they had like a lot of like cults and like mm-hmm. evil groups this is the first time in the heisei like 
group that they um had a like major corporation or like anything is like the previous three shows are very much just like these are like species of people or like in one case it's like a weird something else but this is like the first time it's like okay let's have this major conglomerate and yeah um then we cut back to kiba um i guess we could call him yuji but like i just like have always called him kiba because that's what the subs called him but like last name stuff but yeah um he goes to his house and imagines his mom welcoming him home before a dog barks at him right okay so hang on previous to this we saw that he was like with his girlfriend and he's like had like a super happy fun life and everything was great and then he was in a coma for two years yes so now he's going home after being in a coma for two years Mm -hmm. and um the dog imagery is fun because also like is it like takumi's last name or his first name that's like basically dog it's like skill dog or something it's like stud dog I'm not sure. Takumi, yeah, Inui, Inui, his his. Well, it's 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 weird because his the the kanji for his name has nothing to do with dogs, but Inu means dog. But uh, the kanji for his name, I don't know what the kanji. For it's his hard, name is, but like, but yeah. don't check the wiki for this kind of stuff. There's like lots of weird multiverse, like hmm. weird stuff too. So it might say like, oh, and he's like the original common writer in this weird movie. You know, it's like a bunch of weird stuff. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, he goes to meet his uncle who's playing go ominously as his cousin looks on distressfully. Um, and his dad's business went bankrupt after he died and the bank took the house mm-hmm. and then he's like a street away and here's his uncle's putting down pieces and like, um, then here's their conversation about how like it was doing fine. He just like sold it and now it's like so messy when like things would be so much like so much better if like he never woke it up mm. uh and yeah um definitely a weird start to this character to be like oh this is dark yeah where like he goes to his family and they're like yeah uh fuck you <laughs> like you're in a coma for two years fuck you yeah well like it does it melodramatically a lot but i think like a core theme of the show is um, what happens when you're still alive? <laughs> what happens when you right. have to keep living? And um, yeah, it's definitely going hard here for him to like just show like what's happened to him. But um, we cut back to Mari and now Daisuke has two friends. They're like, hey, let's show you a good time. We're not going to kidnap you or anything. Here's my weird camera. Let's take some like photos by the sun. <laughs> And she freaks out when they uh, touch her back. And they're also being watched by Takumi. And um, she like goes to leave. But in like a scene before, um, we saw Daisuke leave the toilets and get like attacked by this weird stingfish kind of level of like flying crayfish monster. Yes. And what do you think of our first look at how the Orphan Oaks attack people? Um... It's weird. So like this one specifically, because all of them seem to be different over the five episodes, like the way they do it. But this one just like kind of like shoots fucking tentacles into your your mouth and blows your heart up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure those things are directly connected, but sure. okay. yeah, uh, that's never quite clear. But yeah, uh, he tendrils Daisuke 
and that's when Mari goes to leave. He's like, I don't want to hang out with these dudes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out. Yeah. What does she do? She like pretends to go to the bathroom and then she's like, Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then she's like, later, suckers. Which yeah, some weird dudes want you to hang out on the road. I wouldn't want to do that. Nope. Myself, but yeah. Um she finds a like lying down Daisuke that was like, ah. And then like his friends are like, he's probably playing a prank. He he wasn't here when his body's gone. <laughs> yeah, she just finds his dead body and she's like, ah oh, no, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> and yeah, um, cut back to uh what Keep is doing. He's on a bike in front of his old girlfriend Chie's apartment and says, Hey, get on, it's our one year anniversary today. And uh man, I'm sorry. Like I feel so bad for this man, but also bad decisions it's been like two years at least like check something like i don't know uh and she's all like oh it's like not for me it's been two years he's like it's okay hop on yeah and then his cousin comes down just manhandles her uh like, she isn't your girlfriend anymore get cucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like basically he's fucking ntr shit i'm gonna steal your girl <laughs> uh what else has been like two years and everything and also yep. uh, there's a lot with the girlfriend later, I think, that will uh, be comforted on. It's, it's weird. It's weird because it's, it's not like he died. He was in a coma. They knew he was in a coma. Well, like, if someone you knew was in a coma for, like, two years and they're like, oh, they're never going to wake up, you probably act as if they weren't a factor. Yeah, but I wouldn't go fuck their cousin. <laughs> no, no, true. So they're, you know, thanks, Japan. But at that, I mean, yeah, um, a lot of cousin and like weird sibling fucking in these shows this is just a just to be clear, just to be clear, Yuji's girlfriend is is not his cousin. <laughs> no, Yuji's girlfriend is with his is a lady yeah. cousin who was with. Yeah, maybe his cousin had all that money from his dad selling like their whole life away. Right. How does that work? Because like. Shouldn't it be willed to him until he dies? Because like, technically, he's an. I guess. I guess it depends on how the will is written. But like, huh? Maybe the like brother part on the business. Uh, maybe yeah. I guess. Even then, you'd think there'd be some amount of like trust, like ten percent or whatever, right, like right, has right. to be held in case he comes back to life. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like. They just said he's in a coma. He's not like brain dead or like dying. He's just in a coma. I mean, he might be brain dead because we don't know how like his powers work. Sure. Yeah, it's hard to know, honestly. Like maybe like. Yes, it weird. Okay. For the sake of this, bad things happen to Kiba and he's sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, But Mari is out of fire with the other guys and they're like, oh, it's just a prank, bro. And then Daisuke drives up. And she goes to yell at him. He reaches out, pulls his visor, and dust starts to fall out as he falls to the ground. And this is our first moment seeing um, how people die Mm -hmm. from these attacks. What do you think? It is like they use this exact same effect in Garo like two years later. True. It is is 100% the exact same effect. And I'm like, where have I seen this before? I'm like, I, this looks so similar. But yes, so like, they they just basically lifted it wholesale for for Garo when he kills things. It, it's not a bad effect, but also, uh, no, 
like what is like coming out of his like helmet. That's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. I do. I people turning to dust is always a good effect. It'll never not look good. Yeah, the friend in black also turns to dust as he laughs, and then that's when Takumi shows up and is like, "Hand over the bag," and she grabs it, then runs into like this weird police training area or like amusement park. I'm not sure. Uh, but she gets Cordy's like hand the bag over and then we see that Kiba is standing in front of his cousin's car mm-hmm. in the rain. Uh, this is this is such a such a great shot. And he's like in like beige so it's like kind of see through but kind of not so it like just looks like he's like waterlogged and everything. So these uh, scenes intercup for the sake of clarity I'll like walk through what happens with Kiba first then like come back to what happened in the other scene. Works for me. And his cousin comes out and asks, what do you want? I don't have time to deal with problems. Motherfucker, <laughs> I'm back from my coma with no girlfriend, no parents, and no money today. Right. It's been one day for all we know. It's been half a day because I like got out at like noon for all I know after they like processed me. Um, and he's asking, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? And his cousin keeps saying, you died a long time ago. You weren't supposed to come back. And then when we cut back, Yuji saying, I wasn't supposed to come back. No, this is my fault. And then his cousin says, whose is it mine? And then he says, yeah. And his face starts to turn like weird, like gray marble. And yeah, it's, it is a weird effect. Yeah. I don't know if I'm totally sold on on that effect, to be honest. I like the orphanic design being like gray and like it does some things like um but yeah like, like the face being half the like suit face yeah is something they commit to here um but like he pauses the rain as he transforms and he's like a horse guy like a centaur man yeah like a knight and he has like his like human like form and like you said like a centaur like form as he like walks towards his cousin bitch slaps him 10 feet onto the hood of his car and once he drives off becomes like a like cg centaur and like jumps and like there's like a fun moment where like for two seconds there's like little puffet feet Mm -hmm. on the ground and like the show loves like the greebly shots of like a close-up of somebody doing something in between like a like action scene Mm -hmm. but um he jumps down and stomps on the car's hood and then shatters his cousin's windshield and it's a um shot in shot actually to um in the other scene a like character getting hit so it's really cool yep kiba holds his cousin by the throat and a sword appears and he stabs him in the heart as his heart burns turns to dust and he's just like he's like suspended like three feet off the ground She's just been stabbed. He's like screaming. It's like pitch black out and just raining with like a street lamp, like illuminating the scene. Like it's it's so funny to to see this in contrast to where you see what's like on TV now where like this is so much darker than anything that's come out in the past little while, I think. Yeah. And this is how the episode ends. Like we look at the end of the scene like something the show does is like it ends scenes and then has like the little aftermath mm-hmm. like we don't see like the very end of fights for a minute and he just is 
I stabbed my cousin in the heart and I'm holding him. And we haven't met our like common rider protagonist yet in like and like it's like, okay, we've met this guy who's had a like horrible thing happen to him and now he's killed somebody as a monster and then it's also we don't know who our hero is at this point which is a right. wild way to start the show because I, ha- I, I had thought originally that Yuji was going to end up being like you know he's going to have this like tragic backstory and then he was going to become the the writer character and it's like oh no like he's just going to go straight fucking villain I think too when you have a lot of shows that like or like franchises that like become popular, like people recommend them or they're like, Oh, and here's this like 10 years later, like crossover team up movie characters like this get lost. Cause they aren't that like on the poster character. Mm. So it's very easy to like, just know Fies as Oh, there's this one dude with like red stripes, you know? But yeah, he's a big part of the show. <laughs> yep. Seems like he will be for sure. To get back to, uh, the other plot though, Mari falls and tells the um, one other friend in blue, hey, that guy murdered the others. Then he says, not quite. And he transforms uh, the guy in blue. And he is the Horfinok here. And um, he says, hand over the belt. And another thing they commit to besides the dust is that when you are in your Horfinok form, you can cast a green like shirtless version of your human self onto walls to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a projection of your human form or whatever. And that's how they talk, which is definitely like I I'm glad they made the choice and like for me like I like have nostalgia for it. What do you think of it? Like as far as the I think like it's it's interesting in that like typically in most shows they just have like the the suit like not its head when it's supposed to be talking and that's kind of like it uh so i think it's it's definitely an interesting way to to do uh like the enemy exposition it also gives them something like they can get a little bit creative with it too right it's very funny later when they're like oh and there's some cinder blocks here so you don't see this character's boobs mm. <laughs> uh well it might do some like weird photoshop i'm not sure but yeah so what happens is um, he grabs Mari's bag and then we see that Takumi thinks it's his bag right. and goes and tackles the monster, grabs it. And then he is like, what's this? This is my bag. What even is this? <laughs> As he's his case. Now Mari takes the case, pulls out the belt that's like all in there. Like it's like a being transported like as a product. And it's like, OK, I'll take out this phone and put this belt in. She tries transform and it just errors out and like throws her back um <laughs> and yeah um i love the like case and how it's like a physical object mm. also like a piece of technology yeah that like, has instructions <laughs> she gets mocked and he's like and the monster's like it doesn't look like you can use the belt and he turns into his like more cg like fish form and flies towards her and then she like uh puts the belt on takumi and he's like okay um what's going on and she just like has him transform he's like what are you doing he's like i'm just trying something and he just super does not care at this point like he's very much like more annoyed than imperiled yeah he's like 
gotta fucking put on the belt and go fight a monster. Like, I don't want to do damn. this. And um, they complete the transformation, which has so many parts. It's like put on the belt, get the case open, put the belt on, get the phone out, type in five five five, put it in the phone, put it down. Then it says complete, and then like lines form around your body. It works for him though, and he transforms into Comrade Fies. And they're all like, whoa, you can do it. And then he's like, what's this? And like counter kicks this like monster away. And like there's this like weird half half jealous, half like in awe look at like him from from Mari. And then he goes to fight this dude. And um, I love the way he fights because he like has so much personality in the way he like moves. Like mm-hmm. he like punches like he's brawling, like he kicks weird, like he flicks his wrist and there's like a sound to it. It's great. But then he um goes to kick this guy he just like lunges like he's like playing like rugby and then like kicks him with no effects and the guy just kind of bursts into flames and the mars like this is the belt's power she looks at Faz. if Faz looks at her and the episode ends and yeah um what do you think of like the first fight or just like what this suit does or like what fights are in this show i i like that it at this point i think in common writer they they weren't doing yeah. like super duper wild stuff with the camera. It's it's very locked down. I can see exactly what's going on. It's just it's just fighting. There's nothing like crazy going on. There's not like activate my superpower to like do a thing or like I make a big sword and shoot a laser, right? It's just like, no, we're gonna fist fight. And I think that's cool. I think I think a more grounded thing is at least for me is enjoyable to watch because it feels like there's some tension where as if it's in a series where the character just has like a gun or some kind of a superpower, mm-hmm. it just kind of like removes it. Like there's no, there's nothing there as far as like a struggle. It's always just like bang the swords together three times, do my super move. Uh, you're dead. Yeah. And here's just like he kicks a guy in the solar plexus and he's like, I'm dead. That was my heart. You just like jostled. That's episode one, though. Um, And we kind of like merge into the second episode where we like get some more answers. But um, I wasn't sure. But just like I won't ask for every episode, but like was this what you thought the show was going to be when you like came to the end of this first episode? Yes, kind of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, like this, I I had the impression that Fize was a lot more grounded than look. I say grounded, but like, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's pulled back a little bit more. Yeah, this is a show that is like kind of like okay, like maybe it's unrealistic that all these bad things happen to people, and maybe it's unrealistic that people evolve into gray monsters. But also, if that's realistic enough, if like you can like suspend that let's just be about characters let's like right. be slightly more on the ground and yeah episode two of Comer defies the belt's power we see the adrenaline leave kiba from in the last episode he's half horrified half scared just runs away and his cousin's eyes flash gray you can do this there's an apple there's some lines uh but i like this uh yeah i quite li- i quite like this opening as well but I kind of I, I like this era of Japanese music as well, just in general. So, yeah. And I also um, 
will always love when I'm like kind of picking up on a message in a song, but I'm also not. I'm like, yeah, when your heart is. Yeah, the end does justifies the mean. You're right. I agree. Uh, but yeah, like I like um like the imagery too, because it was before they had like a lot of CGs. There's like, let's just put up a lot of strings and get them around this actress right now. Let's get an apple. Mm-hmm. That okay, that part that part of the opening is fucking weird. It's like big red strings that they like zoop around her and they look odd. Yeah, this it's like the let's have a dark metaphor deep show opening which like can be hit or miss but like i always i'm at least nostalgic for them and i wish that like mm-hmm. they happened more they have gotten more just kind of more anime like and more just showing everything but even then uh still there but um we see that in the uh plot of the belt though that takabi like throws it katamari and is like who carries something like that in their back mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and yeah this guy uh he is he's kind of the first asshole to be a common rider like main character okay <laughs> like even in the series like in the modern era like common kuga is like a big himbo um common rider aguto is like a dude with amnesia that's really nice and like common rider ryuki is like a real dumbass who believes in people <laughs> and he sh- and now like in like those shows there might be people who were, were like a little bit like him like like Takumi, but they weren't like the main character really <laughs> and he's just is a total asshole uh but um he's just like i could have gotten hurt thanks to you and throws her all the pieces he's like we have mari asked where are you going he says to find my bag someone stole it three days ago hmm and she's like, that's what you're worried about? You aren't freaked out by that? And he's like, yeah, of course. Extremely. Barely, like, plus at all. And yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> what's your impression, I think, like, early in this show on this character? Like, he, he, he's just kind of an asshole. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what his angle is yet. Yeah. As a character. He's just kind of, like, abrasive and doesn't want to doesn't want to be any part of what's going on kind of so yeah i like he's okay so far i i see like just the way he's acting now i can understand where there's going to be a character arc which i think is good or i hope there's a character Mm -hmm. arc but um yeah i don't know he i i foresee him kind of having the same arc that uh the main character of kind of Gato has you know mm-hmm. goes from like that like no nonsense fuck you got mine type of attitude to like maybe being a little bit more um friendly I guess is the word we do get kind of his first like moment late in this run where you kind of see why and where he's going a little bit but yeah um he's definitely just uh he's very abrasive like you said for me though like the thing that I kind of like looking back when I watched the show, I was like, Oh, they're so mature. And now I'm like, Oh, like they're assholes. They're 18. They're super shitty. They're sniping each other at all times. Big, like common rider thing for me is like feeling like you're an outsider and like being transient. And like, as a teen for me, that was just like, yeah, I feel that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. And like, even like now still, I'd like to see like the other side of that. It's less like 
identifying with people going through it and more identifying that I want to see how they get through it and how they become just like a more like emotionally mature and like connect to other people person. Mm. So yeah, this is a different way to watch the show now, but yeah, we see that Kiba's cousin comes home and his girlfriend's like, Hey, what's up? And then he just collapses into dust and she starts screaming. Yep. And uh, yeah. Um, one of the like fun things of the horror of the show is that they make the people that are killed continue what they're doing like almost like how in like some zombie yeah, movies yeah, yeah. like they're still doing stuff they're they're like vaguely like uh zombie-esque until they get to like whatever their destination is <laughs> most conveniently to scare someone and then fall over dead well yeah <laughs> uh what are you saying though i, I was gonna say that one of the interesting things about this is that it doesn't take place in tokyo yet um it, it, that it starts in Kyushu, which is like, I feel like that kind of a thing is is not um, typical of most common writer. Like it's always in Tokyo, Yokohama, or like Osaka, like one of the big cities. And the fact that it like starts just in some like random place in Kyushu is kind of interesting to me. I like how we don't start like we don't start with the cast like. Oh, and here's the quirky like aunt that's like working at the tea shop and yep. they can work there sometimes for hijinks. It's like we don't have most of the cast like we like go the first episode without uh, like protagonists like in a lot of ways. And uh, we also don't have a location. There's no like here's the diner or here's the bathhouse. Right. You know? They don't have a they don't have a home base as it were. And I think that's cool. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I agree. And Mari and Takumi are drinking tea in their Coleman sponsored travel bugs from all the Coleman that you see in the intro. Uh, and he just keeps blowing on his. And she's like, Oh, do you have a cat tongue or like a tender tongue? And he's like, <laughs> Nekojita. I do. Oh, really? I have Nekojita. Yeah. I cannot eat something that is like too hot. It like fucking hurts my tongue and it burns. I'm really weird. And like, I'm trying to get better, but like, I like my food as hot as possible and my drinks as cold as possible. And I'm trying to like, be more reasonable because I'm the kind of person who like eat something that's kind of burning me. Mm. See, I cannot do that. It has to be like a temperature that is like tolerable. Like it can be hot. I don't mind if it's hot, but like here when I get ramen, it's always too fucking hot. Like it burns my mouth. I have to like sit there for a minute and let it cool down before I can do anything. Well, that's when you're supposed to like talk to the guy running it sure, or yeah, like yeah. drink some beer or like find out something from a local detective you know that's mm-hmm. yep that's there for uh yeah uh but no uh i like this character trick is like immediately give something to like have him be annoyed by and they want to show they want to show these two bickering and they do a lot and then so mari's talking about like why he has no questions also like it's not like i have any answers my dad just sent me this belt and this bike from tokyo She's just like not sure what's going on. But she's trying to see him now. Then she says her name and asks his. And he's like, I don't want to tell you my name. That's weird. And that's when she like starts making fun of him for like not handling hot food. Mm. And then the police call and they have his bag. And <clears throat> sorry, I have hiccups. Fuck. That's bad for podcasting. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hang on. Maybe I can continue then. So. Oh, sure. They they go what happens is Takumi he's like okay well th- that that bag wasn't mine 
So where the hell is mine? I'm going to go to the police station to go and and find my bag because apparently they found it. So he goes to the the police station and he's like describing his bag and he's like, oh, it's got like a jeans and like a thing and like red red underwear in it and the, the the police guy's like yeah okay these fucking ugly underpants like the fact that the underwear is like a weird like plot device used in, the, in these like next three episodes is really goofy but um so they get like they get his bag back and then immediately it gets fucking stolen again like not even 10 he like puts it on the back of his bike and he's like no i'm gonna go home like get out of here and leave and then it immediately gets fucking stolen like he turns around and then it's gone there's so many hijinks like because like he like goes to like throw her bag and like that's how he gets away from her after she's annoyed him by knowing his name be like oh like bright colored underwear huh and just yeah that keeps happening they'll keep having some uh random hijinks um around here i think is where kiba is like it on top of a skyscraper like crying at some pigeons then he throws himself off the building after hearing his cousin's voice saying he shouldn't have come back <laughs> and then he just presumably dies a uh, like on a crosswalk mm-hmm. among people until he finds out he can't yeah and um Part of what happens um, with Mari and Takumi, though, is that um, they mix up the bag. So he actually threw his bag and her bag got stolen, right. but he is responsible for getting it back with her. Around here, we also see like a random spy kids guy like getting pulled over by the police. And they're like asking for, for like his license. because He has like a helmet with glasses on it. And then he has like glasses on. Then he takes off his coat and he's like naked. And he's like, hey, and tendrils the cop. And he's a big elephant man. <laughs> yep uh and like i like how these first couple dudes are like all weird bikers <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bikers in this show like way more than typical you also maybe in like 2003 it was like man like we all want bikes we all want to go be homeless and sleep on pallets be great <laughs> that might that, that might be a thing i'm not sure the screen's a different frame rate and like flickering when we see the curtain kiba's robe and then we see like kiba like waking up in this bed and it's like a white bed with like silver sheets and like stained glass window like pouring light down on him in this like weird apartment where the bed's up in like an open floor plan like from the living room on like a plinth or something just like looks like a sacrificial like like an altar kind of i guess i don't know (laughs) but then smart lady's there Yes, good old smart lady. What do you make a smart lady? I. What do you think of her? I don't know what the hell her fucking deal is yet, but yeah, uh, mm, I, I, I don't know how to feel about smart lady. No, she's a weird, strange character, but she does like it's just kind of what you see is what you get. Like at first, just mm-hmm. she's this very is she nice and like all feminine and cute. Or is she very insidious? Is she going to get you? She seems insidious because, uh, what is it? Is it enter, enter brain? Is that what they're called? Smart brain. Smart brain. Smart brain just feels like an evil fucking company. Like just the, the code, the way the commercial is, is made just instantly triggers my evil company. Like, <laughs> like radar. I'm just like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Like the, like, blue butterfly like lab grown it's like 
Right, yeah. One wing is broken, yeah. If a company tried doing that now, that would be wild. You're like, hey, just watch uh, the like Super Bowl and Smart Brain had an ad. Right. <laughs> What's this? But then um, he's told that he has evolved to the point where he, he can't die as easy as he once could. And he's evolved past humanity. He's an orthodox. And um, he's yet to adapt to his newfound abilities. So um, it's her job to take care of people like him. He's like, people like me, she's like, yeah. And here's your Palm Pilot. <laughs> or yeah, some kind of weird tech device. Which is a great thing. Um, They sold this, I think, for like $200. Oh my God. Back in the day. It's one of those like things you can get. I'm, I'm not sure what function it has as a toy, but yeah. We cut back to Mari and I mean, as they're talking, she's like, why are you traveling? He's like, I have no dream. That's why. She's like, oh, well, I have a dream. I want to be a hairstylist. And I already know what I want to go and I go to Tokyo. And he like kind of like lightens up a bit and like smiles. And then it's like, oh, well, good luck. And then tries to leave. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait. <laughs> and I like how mundane her dream is. Just to be a hairdresser. Yeah. Like, honestly, uh, that's a pretty easy dream compared to some things. Uh, well, mm, I guess in like Tokyo. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it might be it's hard. a little bit harder in Tokyo. There's so many barbershops. There's like a barbershop on like every fucking corner. But I guess people need their haircuts. So, you know. Yeah. No. Um, we now see that Chie has some detectives come to her door. And there's an old detective who has wisdom and a young detective who has logic. I don't know if you've seen this in fiction before. Not once. Never. Brand new to me. And she like super overreacts like ah it wasn't me it wasn't me, it wasn't me. I didn't kill him and they're like uh, we didn't, didn't we never said it. you did she's like I swear it wasn't me I didn't kill him it's like well you called it in like that would be really weird to call in a murder and then stay at the murder scene and they turned to dust that's a weird murder to like have but um that's not the last of that plot line though but um we see that Takumi leaves a restaurant and Mari is geeking out over some fancy like scissors and then he says, hey, that pawn shop also has your belt. Right. And the owner won't give it back even though it's stolen, which eh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems like they'd have to get the police involved for that and they just want to go. Yeah, they just they just want the belt back. They're like, like I don't want to deal with this. And then they go to like a local amusement park, like a small park or something. And they're like, here's some cheap haircuts for kids. And there's like a montage of like them wrangling kids and doing haircuts. Mm -hmm. Wow. The weirdest thing to me, yeah, is like they're the the what's it called? The um the the belt is only five thousand yen, which is like fifty bucks. Now it doesn't have a phone in there. Granted, it's two thousand three, so like maybe prices are different. 5,000 yen is not that expensive. I mean, let's call it 80 bucks. You Even know? then. Like, you know. Between the two of you, you yeah. don't have 80 bucks? I don't think so, no. I mean, I guess not, but it's like, it's just, to me, it's just like weird. I'm like, okay, like, just buy it and have your fucking troubles be done. It's not, it's not believable. Maybe no, yeah. Maybe they're doing a lot of like day labor. I guess, maybe. And we just don't see it because stuff going on. Yeah. But then when they get the belt back, um, she's still very adamant that he has to pr protect her. 
and then the belts get mixed again and he leaves when she goes to the bathroom and says I wouldn't stick around even though I was married to her pop pop that's when Kiba meets with Chia she's like oh look, I want to be with him and always thinking of you and the police show up she's be like he, he did, did it. it he did it yeah it's like okay <laughs> like which is it lady and then like the older guys are like okay okay just like let's talk to him but then like fucking like Yuji just like runs away because he's so scared and I think it's caught but I guess he doesn't get caught like he just stops running later when he's like seeing her back and is like oh, I can't touch your scarf when you're on the bike in my memory um but then um now Mari is stopped by the elephant man as he's blocking her path on the like embankment and she falls and it's the underwear bag she's like oh no um and then this one shot of like talking me like looking at the bag and be like, wait, that's not my bag, is it? And then um, Kiba meets Chie and she apologizes, but he says, actually, you're right. And she's changed. But so is he. And he just murks her ass. Straight up murks her. <laughs> yeah, uh, he. He starts the show pretty dark, and I forgot like how dark he was, and just murder people. Um, and like smart ladies like at the fence, like a feral cat, like yeah, like that, <laughs> and nods to him. Um, now um, for Mari, she's running when she falls again, and like now they're like more by like a pier, and there's like some like trucks there, and there's like a warehouse. Um, but um. When Takumi shows up, he does the copyright specials where you ride the front wheel of your bike to somebody and they fly 20 mm-hmm. feet. Yep. Um, and he does his first like his first like self driven like henchin and like he has like his, like jacket on, like big leather gloves and they can barely press the buttons. And then like he like poses and the lines follow him. And like as he adjusts moving mid pose, it like changes where the lines are. And it's all great. Um. And he just fights great, like like so much style. Um, but his kick is not enough. As the elephant comes back, it has like a big CG like centaur elephant form and bursts through a wall. So are all are yeah. all the the orphanox have like an animalistic form? Is that gonna be a thing? I think they don't do it all the time, honestly. It's just kind of sometimes. Like I guess maybe they all do, but most don't use it. But like realistically they don't have the cg budget to like do that much right okay yeah, yeah but yeah um then mari gives him the flashlight from the case it's called the Fies pointer and says try your kick with this and then she gets like into this car it's turned over she's getting crushed she's like press that on the cell phone it gets crushed more and now this scene right here is like very iconic it shows up a lot again like as far as like being remade or being mm-hmm. referenced or like that kind of stuff and um he flicks his wrist again because it's time to go and he presses enter and the music starts playing he jumps in the air and what do you think of his actual kick though i i okay there's sometimes i like it and sometimes i don't there's like this weird um time in a later episode where like the there's like this when he kicks like this like red triangle comes up and he like kicks the triangle like 
I don't know, so fast he like fucking disappears or something. I'm not sure exactly what the <laughs> the mechanics of it are. But sometimes the monster just kind of stands there and like waits to get fucking kicked. And then other times he just like does it and they fucking die. But it is very stylish and very cool. And I like it quite a bit. They established later that um, when the like weird like arrow comes down, it like holds them in place unless they're like really strong. Oh, okay. And like he like turns the energy or something or like just like gets in the hole and like drills through them. But like here you see it because it just like drills a hole through this guy. Right. And leaves his symbol behind. Fies, fie. And yeah, that's episode two. Uh, want to take episode three, David? Yeah, sure. Let's take episode three. Um, episode three is called King King Sleep. The King Sleeps. Um, so at the start of this episode, um, Yuji, <laughs> it starts like basically right after Yuji has killed uh, his ex girlfriend. <laughs> really ex-girlfriend now um yeah really ex <laughs> uh and he just man ex gonna yeah. give it to you sometimes am i right ladies <laughs> and he he just hops in a fucking <laughs> sports car with smart lady and they just peel out <laughs> they're like <laughs> later felicia bye later losers yeah uh, it's very yeah it's very like <laughs> it's very like 1980s like see a loser me um yeah so uh Takumi, he kind of, in this episode, he's kind of just like, he's still refusing to help Mari protect the, the Fies gear. He's kind of just like, I don't, I don't, he's like, I don't want to be involved. Also, she's like, oh, my, there's like a whole plot line in this episode. She's like, my wrist hurts and you got to help me take the belt to, to, to Tokyo. I can't do it. And then immediately he kind of like finds out. He's like, oh, you're just fucking lying to me. <laughs> that your wrist hurts she's like she can use it just fine she's making fun of him for like putting water in his rub she's like this is how you eat rub and, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and she's like wait <laughs> so this this episode actually follows uh, a character named Yuka so um we well not even because it's Yuka and Keitaro you mean both in this episode there's two plot lines okay hang on well, because it switches back and forth, it makes sense while you're watching it. But to explain it, might be a little bit confusing if you're just listening to an audio yeah. version. So let's let's just follow Yuka first. So Yuka is a girl who uh, lives with sixteen, seventeen. Uh, she's in high school. Seems like probably end of high school, probably seventeen, eighteen. Okay, maybe a little bit younger. She's maybe I would say probably second year high school. Let's call her. About 17, the rest of the cast is about like 18, 19. Uh, yeah, 11th grade. 11th grade, 17. Yeah. Um, so she's basically, she lives with her parents and her sister, and her sister is kind of like the golden child, right? Her parents are like, oh, we love you. Oh, <laughs> she, she gets such high marks, you know. Um, and they just like fucking hate Yuka for some reason. Like it's not like you, like Yuka doesn't even do anything bad. They just fucking hate her. And it's like okay, sure. Real Harry Potter vibes for no reason, really. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like this is the. It's it's really funny because I find that this type of like family dynamic really works for me in making me fucking hate those characters. Where it's like. They didn't do anything, and you're just a fucking asshole. 
And like, it's one of those things that I think people say is unrealistic. And then pretty soon they can be something like, no, that's just how it happened to me. Right. <laughs> or like my friend or something like that. It happens. Yeah. 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 So um, they're like, they're talking about uh, their older daughter. Like, oh, you know, she, she gets like, um, she's got high marks again and this, that, and the other thing. And they're like, ah, oh, she's great. She's the best, blah, blah, blah. And you could just like, oh, well, what, what about me? Like, aren't, can I, can I do good? Like, aren't I the, uh, like, she's just, she's just trying to live her life. Right. And she's getting bullied at school by other people. And she's getting bullied at home. She like drops some breakfast and gets like a towel thrown in her face by her dad. Like, fuck you. Yeah. He's like, he's like, get out of here. I hate you. <laughs> so she's getting bullied at school. She's getting bullied at home. Her life just kind of fucking sucks. Um, and then there's the guy, Keitaro, who's kind of like, I guess, like in love with her, or like her boyfriend, maybe the implication I got is that they met online in like a chat room, like an IRC, and then they just and they like text now. Yeah. OK. Um. So, yeah, he he's texting. We'll get we'll get around to, to Keitaro in a second here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happens is that eventually um, she and she's lying to him like she, like she's pretending she's her younger sister. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, like I'm loved by my parents. I'm mm-hmm. so smart. Yeah. She's she's yeah. Basically pretending to be her younger sister who's doted on by her parents. Um, and later on, she gets turned into an orphan. I forget what exactly what. How did she? She has a a like red umbrella in the snow, and she like falls down some stairs and breaks her neck. Right, she dies, and then and then she turns into an orphanoc for like I'm not sure. I guess that that follows that tracks with Yuji because Yuji also fucking basically dies. He would have died in the the car accident, but then he got turned. Yeah. So I guess dying has a chance of you turning into an orphanoc, maybe. If you're sufficiently evolved, we get something later. It seems like maybe some people are halfway there. Some people right. are all the way there, but yeah, it's not really clear. Yeah. But then, uh, then she resurrects basically as, as an orphan, but she doesn't know what's going on. Same as, same as Yuji. She's like, what the, f- like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and <laughs> she's getting bullied specifically by like one girl at school. And there's like this scene where there, so this comes to the next episode. Do you want to, Oh wait, is that cover the- that too? Um, she dies at the end of this episode. Okay, she dies at the end of the episode. Okay, I mean, maybe it makes more sense to like come back to it. Yeah, so we'll we'll come back to it because it, it ties in later on. Um, the first episode, she's bullied, and then she kills herself when she slips down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Okay, Keitaro. Keitaro is a <laughs> guy who works in Kyushu, I think, because they're still in Kyushu. He works in Kyushu as a like laundry mat delivery boy. <laughs> he like he like delivers their dry cleaning. So he he gets um into an accident because Takami cuts him off and he crashes into a pole. And Mari, of course, following Takami is like, ah, are you okay? Like, you know, I'll help you out. So she helps um she helps him out delivering his stuff. And of course, Takami's there and he's just a fucking dickhead. The thing about Katero is that I think 
that for this show, what Inoue wanted to do was write a character who was the exact opposite, opposite of Akira from Changeron. A hundred percent. Yes. I, I, I mentioned that in my, in my notes as well. I'm like, Oh, like he is the, he is the complete flip side of, uh, Takumi basically. Yeah, that too. Uh, he's a lot. Um, so <laughs> then she's Mari's helping him like deliver stuff and eventually they end up going to a laundromat and she takes it all the clothes and then realizes that the ugly fucking red underwear is talking to me and she's like oh that motherfucker's still around I'm gonna go find him he must be around here somewhere as soon as she leaves he comes in the other door and is like did you take my underwear you weird dude <laughs> you weird you weird pervert why'd you take my underwear um real quick uh let's like talk about the personality of Katero because he's just like my goal in life is to make people mm-hmm. happy make the world a better place I want to re- like remove all suffering unhappiness from the world he like freaks out when like the laundry he's carrying like falls yeah. down he's like ah the world's over and when it gets ripped he's like ah what am I gonna do what are we gonna do yeah and like he like he delivers somebody their dry cleaning and then they ask him to go get steak and he pays a Kamen Rider belt's worth of steak for her. And then when Mari's like, you're getting used, he's like, you're so strange. Why are you so untrustworthy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's just like a very he's he's a good foil for for Takumi, who's just kind of a fucking dickhead. In Kamen Rider and like in like just like a lot of like other Toku stuff. They're basically trying ever more to tinker with this character mm. and make him work. And like you see like a version of this character in like um Kamarta Kabuto. Like you see a version in like Kamarta Geet's airing right now. Just like this person who wants to do nice things and make the world a better place to the point of like it being like a just what their being is, you know? Yep. Um uh so eventually uh well, I'm going to I'm going to talk about what happens in the subway after because that's a kind of a, we- a weird dangling thread. Um eventually the terminator just shows up. Yes. He's he's li- he's like I, that has to be a reference to the terminator. How could it not be? So like halfway through like this episode um the cast of Tokyo Fresh shows up at this yep. airport. And they're all just wearing these great, like, jeans and looking great, right? Just tag yourself. I, I'm the guy stealing the motorcycle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I did your clothes and your motorcycle. But he shows up. If he had a shotgun, yeah. Yeah, if he, and all he needs is a shotgun, basically, yeah. So he's the, he's the evil bad guy of the episode. He's the orphan of the episode. He shows up. Um, and... Yeah, he I mean, they fight him. It's it's not it's it's a good fight. I I like that like when he does have the fight, the the phone basically becomes like it's just like this big like fist knuckle duster things like he just has this thing that he just does this super punch with. It's great. It's like a digital camera that he also has in the case cuz it's all like blending in with like modern like yeah, technology being released by SmartBrain. It's very neat. Um so after this, 
let's talk about the weird thing that happens. So they they fight the Orphanoc. Yes, it's done, and then it cuts. Great moment. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Uh, the great moment where um, so Fi's got knocked down. He's like just sits up and just like nonchalantly lasers like the like <laughs> right the Orphanoc <laughs> with his with his phone laser. He's just sitting on the ground. He just goes. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, he's got so much personality, and and like I love how it's like a physical object. It's like oh, like make sure you have like your camera so you could put like the like chip in to make it like a knuckle yeah. duster. It's all this stuff. But yeah, what happens in the tunnel though? So then we cut to a group of people like working in the subway. And suddenly there's mm-hmm. like a roof collapse and they're like, what the hell? Like, uh, the roof collapse and a passage opens up and this one guy's like, what the hell? Like, why is there like a, like a false wall basically, or like something behind this wall. And there's like a window and he's like, what the hell? And he busts, he gets this other guy and he's like, oh, go get the, uh, go get like a shovel. And he gets the shovel and he busts this window open and they go into this room and it's like a classroom and they're like what the fuck is it like this looks like a classroom like they're like how can there be like a classroom down here it's, we're 35 feet underground why is 35 yeah 35 meters, meters that's what it is 35 meters underground like how is there a classroom down here like this is fucking weird and they look at the calendar that's posted in the classroom and it says 1995 and it's just kind of left at that and then like the like tunnel they use to the other tunnel collapses and they're trapped yes so now they're stuck in a 1995 classroom 35 meters underground yeah um so this is a plot line that'll come back up don't you worry i, I hope so if it didn't that'd be why it's like okay <laughs> sure uh and um worth noting that during this episode kiba's being taken to meet with the president of smart brain but instead he gets a card to put in his palm pile that says, the king sleeps. Right, yeah. Which is a very, I think she could have told him that versus like a cool little like PowerPoint message. I don't know. Huh? And is that? I think that is it for this episode, yeah. Four. Episode four, my name. Um, We see that Yuka wakes up and she's kind of, um. so what she does in this episode is that like she's dealing with like waking up and be like, oh, I'm okay. And then like having new senses. Um, and she gets home and her parents are upset because her sister's out so late. And then like when they see her come in, her dad's like, oh, it's just you. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not like this. Maybe just like, like they say on Twitter, what if your kid just had bad vibes? Yeah. Worth noting that like the whole time that, um, lot of what Yuka and like Kitaro are like doing is like we're hearing their voiceover of their like text yeah. messages of like how she wants to like live in a world where there's like a clear sea and nobody like hurts each other and stuff. Um, She then is like doing some dishes and hears her sister get hit by a car. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, and they all run and they find her and then her mom is like oh thank you so much for finding Michelle and then her sister's like no she did yeah like what the fuck I think her sister just like is that much of a weird narcissist that right. like any yeah. praise that like she's getting 
Well, I think you find out later that Yuka is um, adopted. Oh, do we? Yes. I think they specifically say that she's adopted. I didn't know that. Why? Wait, no. Um, In episode three, her sister says like that they're related by blood, but barely. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like she's not she's not part of their original family. She's like adopted as um, like, I don't know, her parents died or something and she's adopted into their family. Oh, okay. Something like that. Man, how pissed would you be if you're like her parents are like, oh shit, like this is what you did? This is what you did? I'm noticing a, I'm noticing a theme of shitty family. Yeah. And also teens being homeless because all these teens are homeless. Um, and getting orphaned. And um, as a teen, I was like, man, that's just like me. Just like me. Um, but no, um, there's all this stuff like in the last episode, like when she almost like didn't give her sister money, she was like, oh, like, I want a new bag. And like, then we see that her bag is slashed open. Yep. She gets like grabbed like towards the end of this and like her shoes get slashed up. It's like, damn, she's just dealing with a lot of just torture and well they 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 steal her shoes and her socks and her socks and they're like you better show up to gym class because like in gym class when she's there they just like relentlessly fucking pelt her with goddamn basketballs yeah (laughs) and um after she's been kicked out uh uh which is like uh She's in like the rain and she's just like walking in this alley as like thunder flashes. Then like she's leaving behind like feathers as she's like shifting between like human and like orphan oak. She's like a like bird. Um, and like the next day, I think, is when she goes to school and gets her shoes and socks taken and is going to gym class the second time after the like previous episode where she got like pelted. And the girl that's like her sister's friend is like, what are you doing? Get your clothes on. Like, it's like gym class as if they wouldn't kick her ass if she was in normal clothes. Right. Yeah. And then, um, she just transforms and we get this, like some like outside shots and like feathers by the basketball hoop and like the, like whole caddy of balls falling down. People were screaming. And we find out later she killed 13 people. <laughs> yep. She just murders her entire class. And you know what? Kind of, Good on her. Deserved. Deserved. They they had it coming. At least like five or six people in there were like actively bullying her. Yeah, I don't know if 13 of them. There's like maybe five. I mean, there's like at least like eight people who aren't stopping with the balls, though. <laughs> or like are not yelling at her. Yep. Yeah, they're so. they're What is it? <laughs> like they're complacent. They're complicit. Yeah. He can place it, I think, yeah. Um, but no, um, and like so her episode ends with like her doing that, and then like I think like we see her like leave the gym. And in the city she's crying and it's dark, and then Kiba finds her. She asks who you are, and we get a fun uh to relate to a recent episode. Um the subtitle says he's her friend, but what he says is Nakuma, mm. which means something different. I mean, it means friend yeah 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 um but what happens um in uh the uh main trio like plotline though is that um there's a body and catero just posts it with a stick as it like goes away and then like they're just like talking 
and um now Mari's actually hurt so they're all like shitting on like Takumi for thinking she's not hurt and like faking again and, like you're a coward you're a liar and you have a useless tongue and trust issues I bet you don't have any friends I mean she's right yeah <laughs> she's probably right yeah and he says did you hurt yourself on purpose to get back at me <laughs> and they go to the hospital a fun plot point in this episode is that when Kater's talking to both of them, he asks them, oh, and, and then we could like go help save people. And like Takumi's just like, no, I'm not doing that. And then like, <laughs> like Mari, she's like, I was thinking going that far. <laughs> it's very funny. Like most, like most of the time of these shows are like, oh yeah, I've got to help people. They're like, nah, I got stuff to do. I got like homeless to be i gotta like go sleep at another lighthouse on a pallet that's called my name and then um another podcaster's at a gas station and kills the attendant for no reason his friend punches him like don't do that <laughs> like, you can't just like in the open dust people in the middle of the street you idiot for 14 dollars you're gonna kill someone mm-hmm. <laughs> and as they leave the attendant gets up thanks them for like shopping there and then falls to dust which is dark um uh, there is a moment where um, the trio is all eating and they're having like they're like Robin and like Mari starts like blow on her cup noodles just to fuck with like Takumi and like they hear plans from like how Kedro thinks they should like meet Mari's dad and like help the world and they're not for it um, and they have this like whole conversation where like um, Mari says that yeah his, I've been his whole life that Takumi just like avoids things like he doesn't like and then like Kedro is like sneezing and like I'm allergic to people with dirty hearts. Man, Taco B's like, I will fold you. I will beat the <laughs> shit out of you, little man. <laughs> uh, and then um, the sun fades and it's night. And it's okay, like a um, good gag, but it's been like an hour or two. And he's finally eating his noodles now uh, is a Taco B. And then like, he asks like, Kidero, why are you going home? He's like, I don't trust you. You might do weird things. And then in the end, he steals the belt. <laughs> And goes off to help people looking like a like white helmet goggles and like holding the belt, just like a really young page master, like a like real like Macaulay Culkin character. And then um, that's when we see the detectives talking about the cave in and they're like, have a bit. And then he like stops in this tunnel by these two guys and they want him to turn over the belt. And then he like tries to transform, but can't. And then gets called like an idiot. Says not anyone can transform. Takumi shows up and tries to fight, but then the uh, less restrained Orphanok transforms and kills his friend. Yep, he just straight up murks him. Um, what do you think? Seeing someone else use the belt all of a sudden. That yeah, well, I mean, that's happening in Kamen Rider before, so it's not like unheard of. Not like this though. Like this is like a one-off like random dude you dude know? using it yeah it's it, i think it's neat it definitely it definitely shows that like the the belt itself is just a how do i say is just a um a tool it's not intrinsic yeah it's it there's nothing special about you necessarily as a person that you can use it and i think like it's also like an object like when they don't have it they don't have it. it's not like it's going to randomly appear on their like waist you know yeah 
in like the show that um you like Cameron Kabuto, like there's like the belt there is very slight, so a lot of the like fashion boys just like wearing it, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, I'm actually wearing this the whole time." You could not do that with this belt. You would look like a yeah. This <laughs> wild this dude. is like this is a big ass like metal belt. While the trio is running, though, Takumi remembers being called a coward in Mari's sleep, so he tries to like run at the guy who's five with his bike, but gets like bitch slapped. Then like. Kater gets beat up and then they're about to be killed when Marielle stopped and then her bike does a changer on. Yes. Okay. This was something that was surprising. The The bike is a fucking robot too. like specifically, you know, that that changer on ass robot, right? The uh, what's it called? Quake Knight. Yes. The, the Quake Knight. You can see like the front wheel, like the like spoke is like a hand and like a fist. So yeah, it's like there, but it's like not as bad as some things. This is just like a man's face on the back of this yep. bike. Weird. It attacks the not real fives and makes him drop the belt. Um, and then uh, that's when Takumi transforms and he does his cool lunge and another rider kick and he wins. Yeah, um, then they're on a ferry to Tokyo and they get like apologies from Keitaro and then they have this like music swell moment like where he's like, hey, do you still want to know my name? And he's like, I'm Inu Takabe. And then he's like, oh, also, I'll hang on to this belt for now. And also, I want that bike. It's like, oh, we might have some status quo forming. And then like um, Keitaro tries to call him Taka and he's like, absolutely not. And he's like, absolutely not. You, he's like, my name is Takumi. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Dave me, pay me. Yeah. Um, and like, I um, wasn't sure how Katero was going to come over. Like, watch this. I was like, oh, I forgot about this dude. Oh, this might be our least favorite character of the show. Or like, maybe like you like won't mind it. But I was like wondering about this character at this point. But he has kind of get a little better, too. Yeah, I don't mind him as a character. I think he's fine. Oh. Uh-huh. I think that's episode four, mm-hmm. though. On to episode five. So, uh, original. original, yes. Takumi, Keitaro, and Mari get to Tokyo, and they decide, okay, well, we we got to go see Mari's dad. So let's go to the Smart Brain Building in Tokyo, and uh, <laughs> he's is he the like is he the president i assume he's the president yeah yes so they get to the place and they're like hi i'm mari i'm here to see my dad who's the president and they're like absolutely not and they're like what why what she's like i just want to see my dad and they're like absolutely not get out of here he's like uh okay (laughs) all right well shit and here's the thing like I love that there's a little bit of this mystery set up, right? Because you know that mm-hmm. that Mari has the belt made by Smart Brain and is taking it back to Smart Brain. Meanwhile, you have Smart Lady uh who is leading like the Orphanox to do some shit. So there's like this weird like all of this stuff is coming from the same place of Smart Brain and you're like, "Hmm, what's going on here?" Like that's yeah, like what's this is weird, right? Yeah, what's the secret of the Zeus? And there's like tons of G Men, there's tons of cameras watching them as they're in here. Yeah, 
yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're on cameras everywhere. Um, and then uh, uh, Yuka and uh, sorry, Yuka and um, Yuji are also there because they're with Smart Lady. So like all five of our characters kind of are in the same place, but uh, they don't know each other yet. Well, I guess like if they walk right by each other yeah they but that's the thing yeah they walk right by each other but they don't they're not associated yet they don't know each other so it's kind of like this weird like hmm because i think this is the episode or last episode where they make fun of how like kid was like oh my girlfriend you're like have you met her you don't know what she looks like um after this then you cut to the police who are investigating uh what's yuka's like murder scene yeah and they're like hmm killed uh killed four 13 people <laughs> hmm that's weird and he's just like there's 40 people in this class yeah he, he like literally looks at a photo and it's like oh there's 14 people in this class and 13 of them are dead strange we'll never find out yeah real colombo here we'll never find out who did this perfect crime so uh smart lady she she takes uh yuka and yuji there's lots of you people names in in this to go see maybe that's why people call him kiba uh to go see a guy named eiji toda um who is a orphanoc just like them and they're kind of still figuring out like what the fuck does that mean like i don't know what the hell an orphanage is and he he does this whole uh changer on like dark cadre like oh we need to rebuild our race of people by murdering stuff i was thinking that this whole time that this is kind of like a weird take on changer on too huh yeah it is a weird take on changer on right and he's like, oh, you know, here's what we're about. And he just, some poor ass intern comes in. And he's like, hi, I'm here for the job interview. And just gets fucking gooped in the face and turned into dust. And he's like, mm, unlucky. He's like, whenever we get killed by, you know, when you, you kill a person and they become like a, an orphanoc, he's like, usually they'll die, but sometimes they'll change into one of us. And they're, they're both like, you just killed that dude. And they also like he asked them, How are you guys originally like what's that? It's like, oh, they're people who just die on their own and don't need outside assistance. So they're like, Okay. <laughs> sure. Um so that plot line kinda kinda stops there for now. Uh as Takami goes back to visit a cafe um that I guess is run by a f- friend or something like or like his past boss or something yeah yeah it's his past boss so he he goes like oh uh here's here's uh what what's it called here's money some money that i stole yeah and he's like what are you talking about he's like you didn't steal money from me he's like yeah well no i did so here's money and he's like no i know it wasn't you He's like, but okay, thanks for the money. So it's it's yeah. an interesting for me that like that's kind of an uh, an interesting um, character thing where like you can tell that uh, he he has some kind of like sense of justice a little bit. 
but he also rather just let people think or say or just like blame him for mm. things without like correcting them like he's like i believe in some kind of justice but also i don't care or i'm not willing to fight for myself mm-hmm. meanwhile uh mari finds out that Keitaros has a laundry cleaning business and a house in tokyo so they go to his house and he's there she, she asks him like where are your parents He's like, they're in Africa <laughs> starting a dry cleaning business. And I'm like, the fuck? Okay, sure. <laughs> like, if you told me in 2003, there was an influx of Japanese people like trying to start like weird businesses for like humanitarian, like humanitarian reasons or like major franchise stuff in, in like certain countries in like Africa. I'd be like, okay, sure. That's a weird cultural moment. This, this doesn't seem to be that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's weird. Um, but <laughs> so she's like, okay, uh, I have it written down in my notes. Sorry, I was mistaken. It wasn't Yuka who's adopted. It's Marty who's adopted. Yes, yes, Yuka not adopted. And they don't want to hear her backstory like super rude, but like I don't care about your tragic backstory. Yeah, they're like we don't care. And like um, so when we hear that Kira's parents are in Africa, they show like two frame photos one of a lion and one of some yep. elephants africa <laughs> am i right africa yeah africa right that one country mm. that one small country just just africa with one culture lion, lions and elephants everywhere uh yeah totally but um one thing worth noting is that like what talk is like talking to his old boss like his old boss is one day from retirement as a coffee shop owner and like coming tomorrow. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about closing up shop. Talk me. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this jizz. I guess people weren't. They weren't, but he does get jizzed on. Just not the way you'd. It's just the way not, you'd hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way you would hope. Uh, the way you hope yeah oh yeah um just like a whole bukkake <laughs> yeah, yeah. of things just like fill her up that's what they say right fill her up i don't know i don't what know fill her up i don't know <laughs> open him up <laughs> anyway he gets shot in the face by black goo uh and his like patrons i guess that are at the coffee shop and he gets he gets dusted because toda brought Yuka and Nakiba there to be like, so wanna help me kill people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, come on, let's go kill some people. Make some more orphanox. It'll be great. There's this great beat where like they like say, sorry, we're not gonna help you, and like edge past him to go at the door, and they go past Bari and they're talking to be like, Hey, what are you doing? Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, we're not gonna yeah they're like, oh, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, uh <laughs> oh, I forgot that Takumi got caught for speeding. And he has to work for Keitaro. There's this whole conversation about how like, okay, will it work if I borrow the money from Keitaro and you like are like lent it like versus having to ask him? He's like, okay, that'll work. Why didn't you ask that sooner? Um, but yeah, so they have a fight. Toda as the the uh, the Orphanok and and uh, Takumi as Fies. 
Well, first they're getting chased because they don't have the belt and they have to call Catero to bring it to them. <laughs> right. Catero has it at their his business or house or wherever it is. And like um, so Mari and like Takumi are like hiding behind this tree, and that's what he like apologizes to her. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry, like I just don't want to be friends with people. I'm so worried about like not being betrayed, but what if I betray them? Mm. That's where the fight happens. It's like half in a greenhouse, and they're like shattering glass and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's a good fight. There's just like great one where like Takumi grabs of uh, the like dude's foot and flips him and kicks him mid flip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. And then, um, yeah. So the Toda, the guy that they introduced to give exposition, <laughs> this is great. Is just, he just shows up later in front of Yuji and Yuka. And he's like, you want to know what it looks like when you die? And then the lights on fire and falls over dead. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're like, oh, geez. This is like in the end of a crime movie where like the crime boss is like, yeah, kid, now you're a real gangster. Now she's like, you die like a gangster. He says like, and this is what happens. We become complete obliterate. Or no, we completely obliterate. No, we become complete obliterate. I don't know what that is. Um, that's a cool new drug. But like behind them, they see one of the like guys from the cafe stumbling out. And he flashes a monster form. And they're like, oh, no, not again. Yep. And yeah, that is our first Forbes Discovery Fies. Um, what do you think as far as just like what the show kind of does is like. I'm enjoying it so far. As in- so far, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. I think the the setting is interesting. I think the characters are interesting and I can see where they go. I like the designs of the Orphanox. Um, and I like that, like, Smart Brain is kind of like this, mis- like, they've set up some nice stuff, right? Where Smart Brain is kind of this, like, mysterious, evil, maybe not evil, probably evil, because they're a corporation and fuck capitalism, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, business. And then there's that weird, like, thing about the the classroom that's like 35 meters underground and it's from 1995 and what does that mean i don't know we got some really great characters really great episodes coming up too um i think that uh, how like like it tried to make everything feel like very like tactile and like greedy like everything is like connecting to a slot or like having something inserted and turning and mm. that's how it works. Like the belt is so many pieces for like not being a collectible. It's not like he's getting new phones. You're like, Oh, when you put the phone in, it goes in top, goes to side after you press enter and five, five, five and all this stuff. Mm. Uh, but no, um, I really like this show. And like, it's great coming back to it. Cause like, I don't know. I was definitely worried. Am I going to have liked the show or am I going to, to like still like it? And I think it is just, wow this is like the different side of like being depressed and like being disconnected for people is like wanting to see how people work on it you know yep i'll be interested to hear what what steph thinks about it unfortunately you know she can't be here so yeah but next time episodes six through ten uh and that is uh i'm really excited for next time without um giving any thing away but there's just a uh important thing that happens but as we always do though 
Who are your top three favorite characters, David? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, a lot of intro time is spent, so we like don't get to see them even like acting normal. They're kind of acting right. the biggest moments of their life out. Ah, uh, God, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, hmm. <sighs> top three, right? Yeah, I like. Okay, we'll go bottom bottom three here. Um, I'm gonna say Takumi is number three. I'm okay. gonna say number two is Keitaro, and number one Kiba. is Yuji or Kiba. Yeah, he's a very big part of the show. Um, I it's hard. I'd say um number three is gonna be Kiba. I really like him. Um. It's very interesting to see the start of his story again. And like, it's been probably 15 years since I watched the show. So I actually don't know what I actually mm. know about it. He's just a very intriguing character uh, to be into. Um, Mari's probably number two. Really like her. Like, I think she like gets across a lot. And like, it's just, wow, this is, um, she's a popular figure in Tokyo going forward. She's um a main character it, in Kamara Kiva, which I'm sure uh, me and Steph talk about. She's um a like villain, like not this character, but this uh this actor, a villain in Commodore Decade. And I think she's like a villain in the currently airing web series in 2023. So I think they like do like alt universe smart brain stuff in the recent okay, interesting thing going on right now. Yeah, so it's like can the characters from Cover Rider Zero One and EXAID fight smart brain you know but yeah um and then um number one probably takabi um this is partially colored by just like it's cool seeing characters that you've seen so much further out like where they are at the beginning and he like really uh definitely reminds me of just like what it was like to be that age and be like oh yeah i'm super disaffected and like there's certain ways you just kind of like have given up and have to learn to have mm-hmm. not given up uh but he's just a cool dude start <laughs> super abrasive yeah very abrasive <laughs> like they tone him down and they tone like characters like cater down so much when they try them again <laughs> they're like okay maybe they're at least a little appealing <laughs> at first and then um question number two what was your favorite uh, part of toku the effect the fight scene a like monster suit a hero suit etc uh okay um for this one i think my my favorite is actually the the writer kick but like just specifically the way it ends where he like reappears in that like glitchy mm-hmm. like effect it looks really cool and the the sign with the the fi sign shows up after he kicks people like i'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff i think i'm there too and i think it's like it's so slight. It's not like a bunch of effects and like there's like slowing down. It's like, okay, here is the one effect to show that like it's important. Um, right. It's impactful in its simplicity. And same with the like Henshin too, because like it's just like red lines and it like they do a good job making it like follow and kind of feel like a wireframe formula. Right. Yeah, I, I like it quite a lot. I think like it's it's just it's simple but it's very effective and i think that a lot of like 
transformations in like later series get like really intricate where like pieces are like snapping into place and it's like you know it's like it's almost like robotic in some ways whereas this is just like line you up bang he's come rider boom done like in deno like that armor had to work like almost like a like sentai like mech where like all the pieces had to make all four forms it was like slide and move and yeah flip around different slide and yeah and best outfit I mean, best outfit, best outfit is the fucking fight suit. I think it looks fucking great. At first I was, I was kind of like torn on it because I'm not, I'm not a super big fan of like the, the giant yellow half circle eyes. I don't know. I, I wasn't super sure how to feel about it, but now that I've seen it like a little bit more in action, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we haven't seen it much in the show, but like on the opening, but, um, it has like a special suit for like night scenes where it's like Ooh. glowing and there's like neon lights yeah, on it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick from people though, like what is like the best outfit that you saw? Because <sighs> we get a lot of ornate flashers uh, outfits here. Um, I actually like smart ladies outfit because it's it's it feels so out of place. Like it makes her feel like a robot. And like, I still don't kind of know what she is. Yeah, she's like a mascot character <laughs> showing up. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. I guess um, I do like some of the fashion uh, that's like a little more normal. Um, like I think um, it's hurts that like a lot of the like main characters so far are like in like mono color, like muted mm-hmm. tones, just like to show where they're at and like match their like theme right now. But I guess um. I liked um, the first motorcycle like belt hunter character that was like uh, that like dude that had like a long trench long coat, jacket, no shirt. Yeah, that's some stuff right there. Uh, and yeah, oh, uh, but David, when you're uh, not talking about uh, Tokusatsu, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at the Tokyo Fresh podcast uh on instagram on spotify wherever you need to find it yeah uh you could find uh me um on co-host at james d and uh, on twitter at james forge uh there is uh at co-host uh or on co-host at common ride and then on twitter at common ride with me uh for the podcast go to common for episodes and articles there is common ride slash merch link to our merch store with all proceeds going cool charities like Trevor Project and Trans Lifeline. There is a slash episode links to different platforms. Uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please send your questions to podcast at commonrodgeby.com. We'll look at them next time when we're all here and we're uh, past the intro stuff because we already have a fair bit. So we'll just have a big summer blowout next time, I guess. And yeah, uh, please follow along with the show. It's five now, five next time, and then we'll let you know when we'll we're doing stuff like the opera and the movie. Five, five, five. Five, 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 yeah. Uh, for now, though, David, what did we learn today? I learned that it's probably easier to press five, five, five on your cell phone when you're not wearing giant biker gloves. Mm. I've learned that human life has no value. Uh. <laughs> All right.
Amen to that. <laughs>